Welcome to It's All BS, a podcast about success and mindset. I'm on a mission to help you get unhooked from what's keeping you from having the life you want. I'm your host, Master Certified Success Coach, Belinda Smith, founder of unhookedlife.com. Ready? Let's go. Hello, hello on this, um, I'm going to lie, it's just not a beautiful day here in Nashville. It's overcast, it's cold, not cold enough for me to get to wear my awesome coat. So, you know, what's the point? <laughs> well, I have a day. I don't know, actually, these are like the perfect days to number one, get some work done because you don't feel like you have a responsibility to enjoy the day. And then you also um, don't feel guilty for like, getting snuggling up on the couch and reading a book. Although pro tip, if you snuggle up and you on the couch and you can still read a book without falling asleep, I'm giving you like major, major gold stars. Okay. That shouldn't have been a pro tip. Yeah. I'd like, I I would like to retract the pro tip type, the the pro, you know what I mean? But I would like to be like, um, to honor you in your warm mental discipline. So there you are. But it does sound nice. I wish I could do it. I can hold a book and drool in it. That might be really pretty. Uh, Yeah. So last week I talked about how, um, well, how fabulous my code is clearly. And then what happened when no one would listen to me when I was trying to explain my um, part of my disability. And this week's episode is kind of going to build off of that just so that we can have a, a logical discussion And I'm going to tell you about me. So please know that I am not speaking for a world of people who all say the things, okay? I have my experience, I know about me, and I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of opinions. So there, you're like, oh crap, Belinda, should we go to the bathroom before this? Is this going to be a long one? No, we're going to be fine. Um, Okay, so ableism, they're... My brother works in academia and so very in a very progressive at a very progressive university. And so I've heard a lot from him. I've uh, learned a lot. I used to work for uh, used to writing camps for Tennessee Humanities every summer. And so I got to work with with really creative, intelligent uh, young people. And they actually taught me a lot about um, people who are um uh, like like LGBTQ plus um, mental illness, you know, OCD, uh, depression, like all the things that made them who they are and who they are and how and how their creativity really came. Um, I, I can't speak for how my creativity is here. I can play the piano. I have no explanation for it. Um, I can make up words and rhymes. I have no explanation for, for what it is. There's an unteachable part to everything. And and I'm super grateful that I have um, some unteachable qualities that help me get to do that. But all of the, um, I don't even know what a microaggression was. I'm like, Oh my gosh, can we stop just being aggressioned to death as a, as a group? And so as, as, um, I have even become uh, more conscientious, about uh, other people's experiences in life. I've definitely committed to um, becoming or being as anti-racist as I can possibly be. You know, I'm always learning. I'm always fascinated by things that I take for granted. 
in this in this country at 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 least and uh just kind of being conscious of that it also came back to me one time I was thinking about it so I have an acquaintance who I was putting on actually two two of them are putting on two different events and <clears throat> they thought it was like they were going to be the experts on minority they were going to be this is how it should be and and I live this experience and this is how it's supposed to be and and I don't care what anybody says it was sort of that but I'm going to lay it down and they were trying to have different representation at this at these earlier events and I was like this is so fascinating because there's still um, in all the quote-unquote wokeness there, uh, there wasn't a disabled person represented. And I do identify as a disabled person. Don't panic. I hate when people say differently abled. Disability is not a bad word. I don't need you to like tiptoe around it. Most of my, um, anyone in my in my circle that identifies as disabled, we're all just like so bored with this. Oh, but you're slightly different shut up it's just a disability it's just what it is people have people who are born physically um with, with all everything intact you have abilities i just don't i don't i have some dis ones get it all right so let's just clear that in the air or, or yeah in the air <laughs> clear the air right now it's not a bad word. Disability is not a bad word. I am um, have also been uh, listening in a lot of spaces where people are asking for accommodations. So like, for example, if you did not want to be seen on camera, uh, you and you were like having to be you know, taught on zoom or something. Um, hang on, I'm trying to turn that off. I don't know. Y'all, if we get stuff, we get beeps and stuff, I, just go with it. I don't know. Um, but different accommodations, like I don't want to be seen on camera. It, it bothers me to see my face. I uh, don't want to be on time because um, I have a, 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 an aversion to that in, in my in my brain. I don't want to be, you know, have to face whatever. I don't want to have to do a presentation because I'm scared of getting in front of people. There are all kinds of what, what they're calling accommodations now. And when I was, you know, in in high school, college, whatever, like that was just called basically do it anyway. Like, <laughs> let's just figure it out. You know, I mean, obviously, listen, I wore a brace in, in elementary school. Actually, even with this, I wore a brace. Um, like the old fashioned kind leather shoes. There were two bars connected to it. It went up to my knee. Um, I did not get a pass on physical education. I still had to participate in PE. I was the worst, except when it came to kickball, because I could really, I could kick the ball out of the fence every time because I had metal and leather <laughs> behind me. So take that, everybody else. But yeah, always the last pick. They would be like, they would make us run. You run five laps and I could barely do run one. I couldn't even run. Um, but, but I did it, you know, that's just what you do. You just get out there and do it. Uh, one thing I did not do was ask for an accommodation. Can I please just observe people doing this? I just did it. That's what, what the rules were. So it's been fascinating to me to watch us try to become a lot more conscious and aware of the types of people and what different people uh, need and are asking for and, and are insisting on receiving in return. And so the thing I want, I didn't even know there was an entire study on this and I don't know 
it's, it's interesting to me, but it's also sort of my whole life. So it's less interesting to me, but I am one thing that's been coming up a lot within several communities is ableism. And so I want to tell you, like, I'm just using, um, I'm at accessliving.org. I thought this was an article that was pretty, you know, kind of landed on it, but they're defining uh, ableism is like, like it says, uh, buzzwords like social justice, equity, and inclusion permeate our collective consciousness, but it's also important for advocates um, of progress to remember that um, there is another ism, and it is ableism. And what you want to remember, and this is true, the world was not built for people with people with disabilities in mind, and we just are our, our entire world. It just is ableist. It just is. So. When I, when I deal with this, and again, this is my whole life. Okay. Now, now it, things have gotten more difficult as I've gotten older. Like, you know, like walking is fine, but if, I mean, pretty much walk if I have the right shoes on. But you know, if I'm, if you're going to ask me to stand on concrete, like that is just not going to happen. You know, stand on concrete for six hours and hard pass. It's not going to, it's just not going to work for me. But I have also learned myself as part of my experience is to accommodate myself. You know what I mean? Like I can accommodate myself because I don't need everyone to make everything about me. I just don't. Now, now you're going to say, well, Blinda, you should ask for it. Um, and I'm going to say maybe to a point, maybe to a point, but I do not expect a world that is not built for someone like me to drop everything and come and accommodate me. I just don't, I don't need it because we are incredibly adaptive humans, very, very adaptive. And no, maybe I can't do what everyone else does, but Everyone can't do what I do either. And so it feels like every time someone's complaining about, oh, you're not making re- reference for me. What about me? What about me? Um, I don't know, y'all. It sounds a little whiny. And it also sounds very, very uninformed, though, when you get up and you say you are um, a supporter of all of the isms and then you leave out disabled people. I mean, that, that sucks on your part too. So if you're going to be, you know, a progress person, you know, someone who's going to be, um, completely on it, I'm going to, you know, campaign and I'm going to commit, um, but these particular issues only, but I'm for everyone, all the marginalized groups, just remember, like there are a lot more marginalized groups than you're actually paying attention to on the flip side. We are not we're not ridiculous. We do not, or I, maybe there are, who knows, but I do not need the entire world to cave for me at all. Okay. Now, what I do think, however, is that there are things that do come up that people probably don't consider. And I'm going to talk to you about uh, two of the things that really, well, three probably, that really did affect me in a way that I was like, that I really did feel other. I mean, okay, like I always feel other because <laughs> I kind of am, but, um, but I also have lots of friends who are other, but these particular times made me feel like, wow, okay. I'm really probably not invited to this particular thing. I need to make peace with that. 
in my in my heart and figure out how to get on with that. And again, I did make a big stink. I didn't ask for a whole bunch of stuff. I just had to do my own work around it. Okay. The first one was uh, I went on a trip to another country with a group of women and and women I didn't know. So yes, I know they weren't mass murders. I knew them from the internet. They just all, it was like everyone came out of the internet to be alive. And so I went on this trip. They're amazing, amazing opportunities. Um, the amount of walking was staggering for me, but like I said, I didn't have to stand. I was able to walk. Uh, and when you walk a lot, then you can eat more food and you actually still lose weight. Turns out <laughs> at least in Italy, right? Um, there were several things that were maybe not quite as easy for me to do, but I still, it's like, like I figured out how to do it. But the one thing that I was, sorry, I keep hitting that mic, that I was a little bit, when I say put out or put off by, I don't mean I was angry. I was, I was bummed was there was this one hike that everyone was going to go on and do and I was trying, uh, hiking is not fun for me because of you know, my left foot is paralyzed. If you missed that, then go, go to the last episode. Um, because when I hike, I have to consider all the, the roots of trees because, you know, they come up and down. Listen, I'm from West Virginia. I played in the woods. I know what I'm talking about. But I will trip over those roots. So hiking is not like, oh, I can be out and I can just look at nature. No, no, no. I have to look down at the ground and make sure that, that my left foot does not get caught and I don't fall down. So hiking is like me concentrating on dirt. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm concentrating on dirt, moving forward in dirt. Okay. They were going to do this hike and I don't remember what it was called, but it was a big thing. Everybody wanted to do it. It was gorgeous, blah, blah, blah. And I, I literally and physically could not have done that. It, not because I was out of shape or anything like that, but I physically, literally could not have done that. And so there was a part of me that was like, I'm kind of bummed that I paid this much money to go on a trip where I can't even be included in every activity. And so that was something that I needed to work through because the flip side of it is for me to go, oh, I can't do that. So can we all do something else? See, I'm not going to do that. You're allowed to have your experience and I'm allowed to have my experience. Okay. Not, I'm not, I don't need that kind of accommodation. I signed up for this. I signed up. I knew there'd be things I couldn't do, but I'm allowed to be disappointed. I'm, I am. But I was also, that was work I had to do for myself. I had to do that work. Everyone else didn't have to stop, stop having fun, stop telling their stories because I couldn't do it. I, I rejected that mindset. It was not going to happen, but it still took me a minute to work through it. Okay. Maybe a few hours to work through it. Okay. More recently, I was part of another group. Oh, so good. Such an amazing group. I'm really grateful to have been part of that. And one of the retreat, the the one it's like, it has like one retreat where everyone meets. So it's all online, but then like maybe in the middle of it, everyone meets at one location. So, So, you know, again, people on the internet can come to life. And the location that they chose, and I was already in it before we knew the location, was a place that I already knew was going to require a lot of hiking. And 
it essentially just put me out. Like the entire thing was not going to be an option for me because there was going to be so much hiking. And then, um, and that was one time where I did mention it. They were like, do you have any, any preferences, this, that, you know, what do you think? And I was like, well, you know, my response is, well, if you do it at that location, then I won't be able to come because, you know, it, I, y'all would be out basically having your big, big hikes and joyful times. And I would just be kind of hanging out in, in an empty house. So I can do that here in Nashville. <laughs> and they decided to do that, that place anyway. And so for me, it felt yuck. It just felt yucky. And I made up this whole story initially, initially, I had this whole story in my head that, you know, I was like, you know, more people voted for that place. Um, More people wanted to go there. And so I was like, legitimately saying, please don't go there, or I can't come. And they still chose to go there. And so I had this whole thing is like, Oh, okay, well, all of those people are more important than I am. And I'm not even like trying to give a vote just because I don't like that place. Cause I really do like that place. I just knew what it was going to be. And so I really, it took me about a week to get through that one. Um, and then, and then when they all went, I felt very, I mean, I was very left out and you could definitely see a, a difference in the dynamics of the group. But by the time they went, I was like, eh, whatever, you know, because again, I asked them not to do something based on my physical ability, but had they chosen that, then all the other people in the group would have missed out on what they thought was one of the most magical times that they had. And so why would I want these people to not have that experience? You know, I live in Nashville. I get to do the most amazing things. My life is kind of like one day, day after day. Awesome. You know, and, and, all my dreams are here and I, and I like Nashville. So it's okay. It's okay. I've been over that way. It's fine. But the amount of of mind management that I've had to do in my life has been, um, it's just second nature. Like I told you in the last podcast, how I have to do steps. Like I have a very specific way I have to do them. One of my very best friends is out in California and he's going through um, a medical issue where he, you know, he's talking about how he may sell his place in, in um, Santa Barbara and move to a one story place. And he's like, I've been thinking so much about you. He's like, I just had no idea. And um, it's just fascinating. I was like, well, I don't really need it. I just don't think about it. You know, it's like, I don't really need everyone to have, but he's always, always been very, very aware and very cognizant and very private. Like, like, he doesn't make a big thing about it. We don't talk about it. He'll just do things to make sure that I'm, that I can be in it. So I love that. And he's like logical family versus biological family, but he's family. But there are things we don't know about other people, but we also can empower other people to figure it out. We do not have to accommodate every single person in this entire world, because the accommodations that I need are going to be different from the accommodations that you need. They're going to be different from the the accommodations that that person needs and that person needs and that person's needs. I can't really tell you that the norm is going to change, but I can tell you that we can, we can manage our brains to where we can start to go, oh, I'm going to look at it this way. When I say that we can't expect anything to change, I just need, need us to hold up one second. Um, 
being anti-racist. Yeah. Yeah. That needs to change that. Uh, uh-uh, not even okay with, but I'm talking definitely want you to know that I'm talking about people with, um, what I would consider and like myself accommodations that I can, um, maneuver, can figure stuff out for, you know, um, but we can manage our mind. I can manage my brain. I can manage my thoughts. Even when it doesn't feel good, it doesn't mean that anyone else is doing anything wrong. All it means is it doesn't feel good to me. And I get to choose how I want to think about it. And how I want to think about it is really going to determine how I feel. There's one word. My dad actually said it. Um, he wasn't saying it in reference to me at, at all. It was just a word that that really... I'm just kind of tired of the word triggered, but it did sort of, I don't want to say triggered. It just makes me feel bad. It just makes me feel bad. Um, the word crippled, it makes me feel bad in, in reference to, if, if, to me, if someone's calling someone crippled, that makes me feel bad. Now the economy can be, be crippled. Traffic can be crippled. All oh, that's fine. But when you use the word crippled regarding me or someone's physicality, like that actually hurts my feelings. Isn't that interesting? Like, and that is an accommodation that like, I have no problem speaking up about. <laughs> I do need you to accommodate that kind of thing. Mm-mm. But, but what I really do want to, the point of all of this is what ableism means to me and how I look at it. This is not going to be how other people look at it. Okay. Everyone's going to have their own, um, their own idea of what they need, their own, um, um, truly true beliefs but i want to encourage all of us all of us who do um have different needs i'm talking about everyone on my side too but i know everybody on the uh the the other ableism (laughs) the non-ableism side we all need we all have things that we would prefer let's be very conscientious that we are um we're talking about what we prefer versus making sure we're accommodated because we think we should be. Preferences are very different than true accommodations. Okay. Then, then this other thing that the, the web, this website that I mentioned earlier, excessive accessliving.org, it brought up and, and I had been thinking about microaggressions. Um, and I'm just going to read their, their definition because I think that some of you are being like, what microaggressions? Cause I remember the first time that my brother told me about microaggressions, I kind of wanted to cry because I was so tired about hearing all of it. I'm not going to lie. So they say microaggressions are everyday verbal or behavioral expressions that communicate a negative slight or insult in relation to someone's gender identity, race, sex, disability, et cetera. So in, in the case of ableism, I'm not going to read all these because some of them are like, eh. Um, they're saying that's, if you look at someone and go, that's so lame. Um, they're saying that that would be like, like they're, they're shoving, they're throwing off on me having a disability. I don't take that one that way at all. Um, so now if someone looks at me and says, are you off your meds? So, cause yeah, I'm very open about the fact that I take um, a medication for depression. Like, I think that's funny as a person who does this, you know, um, but when I read, it's like the blind leading the blind. I was like, wow, that one didn't feel good when I read it. It just didn't feel good when I read it. I was like, I don't think I, I don't think I really want to use that again. You know, um, this one, microaggression, pay attention, y'all pay attention. I don't even think of you as disabled. Pay attention to that. 
I don't know. Are you not seeing me? Are you not paying attention to me? Is that a compliment? I don't, I don't know. Just pay attention to that one. That's, um, that's something. And then the, uh, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? You know how many times I've had people come up to me, like, because, you know, I used to travel and sing in churches that they specifically wanted to pray for the healing of my foot. Do you know how humiliating that was? Humiliating every single time that be in front of a bunch of people and they were going to pray for me that my foot would miraculously, you know, get feeling and become like my other foot. It was just good intentions, but so missed the mark. Okay. I know I'm still talking and I'm going to stop talking, but I just, I hope this gave you something to think about from somebody who lives it. And I hope that if you have anyone in your life that you feel like requires a lot of accommodation that you'll send them to this, to this, I'd like for them to hear me. Um, definitely would be a, a fine to have dialogue uh, 100%, but, um, this is me and I live this and I've been here for a long time. <laughs> so, I'm kind of okay with it. Okay with what I've said. All right. All right. You know what? Just food for thought. As we're going through all of this, I, I really deeply, um, I associate with people who are trying to be better, who are trying to make the world better. I know that that's you too. So let's just give it some thought. Last week we talked about what, what it's like to actually listen and what, what you can learn uh, from listening. And this week, I'm just giving you some things to think about as you're listening. Okay. All right. You are awesome, perfect, wonderful, and beautiful. And I hope you feel like that today. And if you don't, then you can borrow my belief in you. All right. Thank you for your time. I'll talk to you next week. Hey, thanks again for listening to today's podcast. I'd love it if you invite your friends to listen in. If you could use some personalized support around this area of your life, I have a limited number of openings. Let's talk and see if we're a fit. The link to book a chat is in the show notes. Also, please go to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. Every star counts. See you next time.